Welcome to The Shower Show. I'm your host, Brett Shower. Well, today I'm sitting down with Maya Delbone. She is the director and founder of the community food truck, Blessing Box, located in Miami County, Ohio. It is an organization, organization dedicated to making food available to anyone in the community, regardless of their situation. So I do, um, I do want to mention anonymously because I think it's so important to this um, cause and it plays a huge part in this. So welcome, Maya. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Ah, it's awesome to have you. Um, thanks for making time. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so before we jump in, there is something I like to do. Since I don't uh, podca- have a podcast like come out every week or even every month for that matter, um, there are a few random questions I like to ask guests and before every interview. Yeah. Um, so are you up for it? I'm up for it. Awesome. Okay. So we have two stacks of cards right here. You'll notice them right there. Okay. Um, don't turn them over yet. <laughs> okay. Um, so Maya and I will both read off our cards and we will both um, read out the question and then answer it. And then uh, we can talk about it. And hopefully by the end, uh, you guys will know us a little bit better. And um, yeah, then we'll jump into the episode. Yeah, perfect. All right. uh, You want to go first? Sure. Okay. The first card. Is there a food you don't eat? Well, that's okay. Corn. That's it. That's what it is. I do not like corn on the cob, um, cornbread, uh, anything like that. I, yeah, I just wasn't a huge fan of it. What about you? Um, I don't eat dairy, so okay. that that takes a whole food group. But <laughs> yeah, um, so was that is that something that you learned, or was it like I right say away? It's not a person. I mean, I would love to eat dairy, but it's just an allergy, so better off not eating it. Yeah, get that. I think um, uh, I'm not up to date on all my sister's allergies, but I think that's one of them as well. Yeah, pretty so. common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, what's your favorite website? Oh, my favorite website. Mm, the website I spend the most money on would be Amazon. Ah, <laughs> so it's a dangerous website, but it is so convenient. It seems to just like drain my account like that. It's oh, I know. so easy to just go on and be like, oh, I need that. Or that would be convenient for that one time. Oh, I know. I don't even have to add it to my cart. I can just place my order. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then it just says buy now. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, please. There we yep. go. <laughs> um, all right. Next question. Uh, what was the last song you listened to? Oh, the last song I listened to. I don't even know. I just turned my Spotify on and it just keeps shuffling. I really don't even, I don't even know. (laughs) So you're a Spotify person over Apple Music. I am a Spotify person. Okay. Yeah, I had it one time, I think. And I really enjoyed it. But um, I switched to Apple Music. Yeah, I just like so. that you can like if you find a song you like, you can go to the radio and then it just shuffles a oh. bunch of songs like that, so they don't have to find more music. It just right. finds it for me. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right. Um, I think you have one last, last card. one. Yes. Yeah. Do you enjoy running? Yes, I actually love running. I ran a um a half marathon back in March, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I think it was a lot more mental than I expected it to be. And, um, I don't know, once you get those highs, it's just kind of addicting. (laughs) Oh, I totally agree. I also love running. Um, I ran a 15 K, um, during the winter and I thought I was a champion, (laughs) a half marathon. That is awesome. (laughs) Um, and refresh me on what a 15 K is. Yeah. It was nine miles. Nine miles. Yeah. If I'm doing my math right. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm thinking it's nine miles. Yeah, because I think a 10K is six, six. points. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Well, no, I was I was dialed in at seven miles, and I'm like, I don't even know if I can do this. But it was like, the challenge was to do like a half marathon by like a certain time, and so I was like, I'll have to come back and do this later. So it's, do I want to do this? Do I want to quit now, or do I want to like have to do it later? Exactly. And I was like, we're getting this done. It's gonna be over with. We're getting it out of the way. <laughs> You've already made it so far. Yeah. So. That was kind of my experience with that. Yeah. Um, so I kind of didn't lie. We actually have one last question. Okay. And I like to ask every guest this, just because I'm always looking for something to read. But are you reading anything right now? Um, the book that I'm reading right now is Sadie Robertson's Who Are You Following book. Um, and I love all of her books. Just find them super inspiring and just also super practical. I can read it and apply it to my life, mm. which I love about her books. Um. Okay, yeah, I'll have to, well, I don't know if I'll check it out. I was, yeah, I was like, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe your maybe sister. Not. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. I'll give it to her as a gift or something. Yes, yes, for um, sure. Okay, yeah. All right, well, I think with that, we are ready to dive into the episode. So um, tell me a little bit about your background. Did you grow up here? Yeah, absolutely. So I am born and raised in Troy, Ohio. Um, I jumped around school to school. Um, my favorite school I've gone to is a Montessori school. Um, but I graduated from Troy Christian High School in 2021 and am now a student at Ohio Northern University studying to be an accountant. Oh, that is very cool. So what prompted you to be an accountant? Yeah, so I went in um, knowing I wanted to do something business related just from running a nonprofit. I found my love for business. Um, and it wasn't until later on in the year my professor was like, hey, like, if you enjoy accounting, get your accounting degree and you can do management, you can do marketing. But if you get a marketing degree, you can't do accounting. So I was like, okay, more bang for my buck. So <laughs> right, right. going accounting. Yeah, trying to hit all of those different um, job areas. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and I was going to say, to tell the truth, I am very impressed by you for the fact that you're both earning a degree and running this nonprofit. So have you found that to be a struggle? It's definitely been a learning experience. Um, and I've just, but it's also helped me become very organized, very diligent, and it's helped me keep my priorities straight. Um, going to college, when I first got there, I was like determined to get the college experience. Quickly realized I'm just not the type of person who's looking for your typical college experience. Um, my heart is for serving people, and my heart is in Miami mm -hmm. County with the food trucks. So I end up coming home most weekends to just work on odds and ends with the food trucks. And I can do a lot of it remotely and with the help of awesome volunteers, just coordinating that. Um, really, it's ran so smoothly since going to college. And it's been awesome to watch the community jump mm. on board. Sure. So um, let's let's go back a couple of years. I believe I saw you launched in 2020. How far back did you have this idea and were you involved in other nonprofits prior to starting the um, community food truck? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So I actually started volunteering at the St. Pat Soup Kitchen with my mom when I was 11. So I knew from a young age that there is a lot of people facing food insecurity. Um, however, it wasn't until I got older that I realized the kids and teenagers facing food insecurity were no different than me. And I just wanted a way to get food or to make food available to them anonymously, I saw how many of them were embarrassed to be at the soup kitchen. And I was like, really? It's okay to need help. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, what could I do? My first idea was to get a real food truck and make it like the idea of an ice cream truck, but serving okay. food. So it was going to be so fun that everyone wanted would want to come, regardless right, if they needed right, food yeah. or not. It was just like so fun. The food truck's here. 
Um, had a little reality check. I was 16. Just got my driver's license. Of course, had no money. So mm. that didn't really work. But with a whole lot of brainstorming and praying about what I could do to still accomplish the same goal, but on a more realistic level, um, I came up with the community food truck blessing box. Um, I started with, we built five blessing boxes. I went to just about every organization that would listen to my idea and each place I talked to had little interest in affirming no things oh. and to say I was discouraged would be an understatement I was like everyone that I told about my like real food trick idea like looked at me like I was crazy and then I told them about an idea that I thought was realistic and they looked at me like I was crazy again I was so discouraged but I just knew that if this was God's plan and this is what the community needed that it was going to happen in God's timing and it did just that um like you said we found we were founded in March of 2020 which is a very memorable month for more than just the first food truck being put up. It was actually the month that the whole country shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So in the middle of all the food insecurity, food shortages, panic, the blessing boxes were able to provide a sense of security and a sense of certainty that no matter what you face, food was just going to be a blessing box away. You mentioned um, trusting God in that process of setbacks. Can you speak to that? How did he show up for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of times where I question, was this really what I was supposed to be doing? And being 16 at the time, there is a lot of times I was like, okay, like, am I just too young to be taken seriously? Like all these doubts that kept popping up in my head. And I just knew that if this wasn't God's plan and if this wasn't God's um, ministry, that it was going to be a flop. And I was okay with that. I've, if it wasn't God's plan, I didn't want it to happen. But um, with persistence and with praying about it and just taking little steps here and there and just sharing sharing about my vision to other people. Um, soon people started to jump on board and we're a little more um, a little more willing to listen mm -hmm. that I realized like, okay, maybe this is something that he wants to happen. He's just helping me fine tune it so it really reaches what like the goal I'm trying to accomplish right right it's really not about just like taking off as quickly as possible like he wanted it to be like absolutely I mean not not that it is perfect but he wanted it to be like ready and you know really exactly. reliable like had it um, been in my timing like it would have been months before people really needed the help but I could not have planned for my yeah. first blessing box to be installed the week and the whole country shut down <laughs> and our lives were all changed yeah because I was thinking about that I was like literally that that story in and of itself like speaks to the fact that I think I mean obviously God was in that yeah. but I just that's kind of crazy that that happened at the exact same time exactly. and how needed that was and that was like months like after I was trying to get the first food truck up so like had it been my timing it would like, <laughs> it would never have lined up like it did trusting God's timing right um, and so do you know what food insecurity looks like in Miami County yeah absolutely so. I'm actually part of the Miami County Food Insecurity um, Alliance, so I get a lot of different um, takes on how organizations are helping fight food insecurity. Um, it's an issue that often goes unnoticed but affects more people than you would think. Um, there's a lot of kids in schools who go home not knowing where the next meal is going to come from. There's also a lot of parents who are just simply in survival mode, not knowing how they're going to provide for their family. Um, we also have a fairly decent-sized homeless population that are also just trying to trying to survive another day. So food insecurity looks different to a lot of different people in Miami County, but it's a very real problem that 
is I feel like it's getting more awareness, but there's still a lot of work to be mm-hmm. done. So, so do yeah. you do you know of um, like any other boxes or I mean how like uh, how did you you just like thought of this idea and that's I'd seen so I was kind of inspired by like the concept of book libraries. Okay. Um, like take a book, leave a book. So, it's a different concept in mine is strictly food. That's some another challenge we face is that some people try to put produce in there in the summer, which is so generous. But mm-hmm. when it's 100 degrees out, a little wooden box cannot support produce. And then that goes bad or putting frozen meals in in the winter. Like, again, a great idea. But the it, the box being a wooden box, it just can't support that. But right. yeah, that's it was mostly inspired by the give a book, leave a book or whatever the take a book, right, leave right, a yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, so I saw that you, uh, filed successfully for your 501c3, um, but which by the way, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I know that's a big accomplishment. Tell me a little bit about that process. Yeah. So, um, becoming a 501c3, that was a process that didn't really go quite as I expected either. Um, once we, once the food trucks got off the ground and started running, people were like, you got to become a 501c3. Then you can get grants and all mm, these kind of mm-hmm. things. So I was like, oh, well, yeah. Like, how do we make Why that not? happen? And so I was looking up, like, how to become a 501c3. And everything that I looked at was stacks and stacks of paperwork and the possibility of filling out all that paperwork and not becoming a 501c3. And I was like, oh, my word. Like, how do we make this happen? So we actually became an integrated auxiliary of a church. Um, so we have all the benefits of being a 501c3, except for having to fill out all the paperwork. Um, once you're an integrated auxiliary of a church for two years, then you can become a standalone nonprofit um, with a little less paperwork. However, it's just work for us to stay under the church. So we're still under the church, but still have all the qualifications of a 501c3. Okay, so then after, will you come out then from under the church eventually, or do you not... We might eventually actually works out really well that um, the church we're under, the pastor is an accountant Oh, gotcha. also. Yeah. So now I know all like everything I had to turn in at the end of the year is done correctly. So for now it works. Mm-hmm. They haven't asked us to like spread our wings like in that aspect. So for now we'll stay there, um, but wouldn't be opposed to becoming our own in the future. Yeah. Um, and that's great that that's what you're studying as well. I'm sure that's a yeah. benefit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned uh, like how, like your age, like being 16 and filing for that. Can you speak to someone that's like that young and trying to pursue something that big? Like, and a lot of people are telling them like, no, and, um, that's not a great idea. How did you handle that? Yeah. Um, I'd say that's something, even if people don't say, uh, no, like you're going to fail. Like you see it, like you get looks that are like, Oh, oh <laughs> like you're that it's, person. It's saying the same thing <laughs> yeah. as if they were to use their words, but they're like trying to be like, oh, okay. But it's like, oh, I think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, you get a lot of that. But if you, if God has placed it on your heart and you have the passion for it, you can make it happen. Really, there's so many things. Had I let doubt and fear stop me, there's so many lives that have been impacted that wouldn't have been impacted if the voice in the back of my head that said, oh, this could fail, would have stopped me. So I'd say just keep having faith that if this is what God's laid on your heart, it's going to happen. Absolutely, yes. And um, when you opened that very first blessing box, what was that initial feeling? Yeah, um, it was a very even combination of excited and terrified all at the same time. Um, I kind of knew I had nothing to lose. Um, 
it would either help someone or it just wouldn't do anything and we'd take it down. Um, the next day I drove by to see if anything had been taken and it was completely empty. I, then I was so excited. I was like, someone's actually using my blessing box. And then I was like, okay, maybe it was a fluke. Um, however, we refilled it. And then I went back the next day, completely empty again, day after day, completely empty. And that's when I knew that the, something yeah, was working. You had this, yeah. And from there on, getting the next locations was so much easier because mm -hmm. people, because I had an example to show that it, right, right. it was working and this is like kind of how it would look. Yeah. And I would say they probably like the same for this podcast too. Cause I was like, there's no way anyone's going to even like, <laughs> like come on. And like once I like nailed down like a few like notable guests or whatever, yeah. people were like, oh yeah, I'll come on. Like I'll do that. Yeah. So I get that. Also that like feeling of like, that is the best feeling stepping out and like having absolutely no idea if this is going to work and it does work that I'd say that's like one of the best feelings. Exactly. That there is. And it's not like, oh, like all me, like I'm successful. It's like, this mm -hmm. is God's plans. God's vision working through me making something happen which is so awesome for the food trucks and for the podcast right right um so as more people have heard of the community food truck and i actually want to real quick interrupt here so i say community food truck but is it community food truck blessing box and i guess how did you come up with that title yeah so i honestly don't really remember exactly how we got that name um, the community food truck, just that itself was my dream of having a real food truck and driving it into neighborhoods that didn't happen, but is still like my ultimate mm -hmm. goal. Um, so we just threw blessing box on at the end. So it's still the idea of a food truck oh, um, just as yeah. a blessing box. So right. I really, when I created this, I didn't want like just a boring box or someone to get food from. I wanted like a fun, bright place where someone could ride up on their bike, grab what they needed and ride off unnoticed. So mm -hmm. we made it, We all of our boxes look like food trucks to have the idea of being a real food truck. Yeah. As I was saying, you guys have um, expanded quite a bit. Can you tell us how many locations you have? Yeah, we now have 19 locations. We're in five different cities. We have most of them in Troy. We have 13 in Troy, two in Tip City, one in West Milton, two in Piqua and one in Pleasant Hill. So Very cool. reaching a lot of different cities, but yeah. yeah. And so how does that come about? Does someone offer to host a box? Do you reach out to them? Are there stipulations? Yes. Um, so at the beginning, it was me trying to find locations. Now that we're a more known nonprofit, mm -hmm. people have started reaching out to us. It's a lot of churches or different um, nonprofits wanting to partner, which is awesome. Um, we, act, we don't um, put boxes on private property just okay. just for liability reasons um and any we don't want anything to go wrong at a box and it be in someone's front yard kind of thing right. so it's all public property such as a church or a other organization but yeah we've actually had to start um saying no to some locations just because we can't keep up and we've um strategically placed our boxes to reach the most people possible okay you, you mean like that they're placed so far out and you don't have other boxes nearby as to make it, you know? Yeah. Okay. Common. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so going back to uh, when you first started, did you ever imagine that it would gain the momentum that it did? Um, no, I was, I put up my one blessing box and I was honestly content with the one blessing box. I was like, if we put up more great, but if this one blessing box can reach the people that it needs to reach, that's enough for me. Um, through the process, I realized God is in the driver's seat and I'm just blessed to be his passenger. So through that, it's helped 
there's been a lot of times where I'm like, I'm not putting up another blessing box. I am so done. And then the perfect location reaches out and I'm like, okay, just one more. So just one more. Yeah. Exactly. So then that's when I know like, okay, Maya, it's not about you and it's not about what you can, what you think you can handle. It's about God and he will provide. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm also curious as to how you handle the logistics. Um, Cause I can't even imagine with this podcast, like scheduling people, like finding a time that fits both them and me. It's a lot, but you have like, what? I, sorry, I forgot it. The number 17 boxes, 19, 19, yeah. 19. You have 19 boxes to like schedule. What does that look like? Yeah. So I have a volunteer who fills the blessing boxes daily. Um, volunteers can be anyone from Girl Scout troops, sports teams, families, Bible studies, all kinds of people. So um, if one, a neat thing is that you can be any age and help. There's a lot of organizations that have age requirements, but for the food trucks, it can be a family thing. We've had people um, scheduled to fill on Father's Day and made it like a Father's Day oh, project. Yeah. So just super cool things like that. Um, coordinating, <laughs> that has taught me so much about organization. I schedule volunteers three months in advance. I reach out, give each volunteer a couple date options. Um, and then whatever they do, um, I just write them on a paper calendar. So everything we do is so old school, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But yeah, and then from there, we then coordinate how to get them food, if they're going to provide the food or if we're going to provide the food. Okay. And then so if like something falls through in that three months, you'll go to, you'll reach out to someone else and be like, hey, can you fill in for me? Yeah. So we have, we call them regular box fillers and then like substitute box okay. fillers. So the regulars do like every Monday and then a substitute will be like a Monday here or like a Tuesday here. So like whenever we need someone to fill in, but there's also last minute cancellations because life happens. We right, totally understand. Yeah. Um, and then that's when we have people on call who are awesome and willing to step up. So let's say we want to get in touch and help. Um, what is the best way to do that? Yeah, absolutely. We are always looking for more volunteers. Um, the best way to reach us is either on our Facebook page, the Community Food Truck Blessing Box, or on Instagram, same name, Community Food Truck Blessing Box. We also have a website um, with a contact form, which is the Community Food Truck Blessing Box, and then just go to the contact, fill out the contact form. All that goes directly to me, and I'm always happy to get in touch with the volunteer and coordinate and see how they can get best involved. Oh, so let's say, uh, let's say I reached out and was um, approved to stock. And, um, do, do I need to provide the food or can I pick it up from somewhere? What does that look yeah, like? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, we are always happy to provide the food or we're happy to provide some of the food. Um, some people have like, we want to pick out the snacks and the drinks, but will you provide like the soup and ravioli and stuff like that? So um, there's a ton of options, but if someone would like us to provide the food, we coordinate for them to either pick up the food a day before or the day that they fill the boxes. Everything is picked up from my front porch. So again, like super, like <laughs> super low key. So yeah, super low yes. key. Yeah. But yeah, we're always happy to do that. Or if a volunteer wants to provide their own food, that's also awesome. Um, we sometimes just, if they want, like we'll give them a general idea of things that they might need. Um, and we also all, like always stress that just make it to however many boxes you can if you don't make it like we don't expect you to make it to all 19 <laughs> like oh, right, right, everyone's right, yeah. busy so like even if you'd make it to 10 like just getting those filled is a huge blessing so then let's just say only people some people only just make it to 10 do you then i guess they text you and you're like hey we need to hit those the next day or something or how does that work i'm gonna say that part of it um i wish i could coordinate all that but it's one of those mm. things that I kind of have to pick and choose where I 
spend my time and energy. And so um, far as far as that, we I know what the main boxes are. So the ones that get used most um, get filled about every day. There's some that don't get used quite as much. And those like I'll go check on my own time like every couple weeks just to make sure they're not completely empty or have been vandalized just because they don't get used quite right. as much. Do you deal with uh, vandalism a lot? Um, that's something we've actually been very fortunate with. There's every once in a while you get to a box and there's like an open can left on the ground. Simple stuff like that. Not a big deal. Just throw it away. At one, when we first put our box up at the Lincoln Community Center, we were having kids um, throw cans on the ground and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. It was COVID. People were bored. There was no school. There was no structure. So I get it. It happened. Um, Lincoln Center actually put a a lock on the box at night for a couple weeks and that stopped it. So I feel like people know that if you respect the resource, it's going to be there for you. So harming it only harms them. So people have been very respectful, which is great to see. So if they want to provide food, what are your most popular items? And along with that, what should they avoid? Yeah. So those are all good questions. So as long as it is unexpired, um, non-open, non-perishable food, it is good to go in the box. Some of the most popular food items are cereal, snacks anything from fruit snacks to granola bars crackers anything like that um drinks also fly out of the box on hot days or cold days drinks are super popular canned meat ravioli slim jims um stuff that can be that can be a meal and things that don't require extra ingredients so a pack of ramen noodles will always go faster than a box of mac and cheese because ramen noodles Mm. just add water mac and cheese you need butter and milk which sometimes people don't have things that don't fly out of the box very fast are canned vegetables i mean who wouldn't pick lucky charms over a can of green beans (laughs) i get it but yeah yeah, those stay in the boxes a little longer but just no no produce um no frozen meals anything like that just because the box can't support it Mm -hmm. i guess you already spoke to this a little bit but regarding length of time to deliver all the supplies what can they expect i would say to fill about the 10 most used boxes would be about an hour um, between picking up food and then just seeing what each box needs and adding a couple of things and um, the time that it takes to go to like travel between each box I'd say you could count on about an hour okay yeah and I noticed on your website that you can fill anonymously does this mean that anyone at any point in the day can fill the boxes yeah so as just as anyone at any time of the day can take from the box anyone at any time of the day can add to the box okay very yeah. cool yeah i was wondering about that i kept seeing that i was like i didn't know so yep so that's what i that ask yeah yeah so um last several questions do you have any good podcast recommends any good podcast um going on similar to my book i also love the sadie robertson whoa that's good podcast kind of a theme there um big sadie rob girl <laughs> but yeah and say the whoa that's good podcast is okay. one of my favorites also um, and where can we find the community food truck? Yeah, the community food trucks, um, there, you can find the locations for the 19 different blessing boxes again on our website, the community food truck blessing box. Um, on that, on our website, you'll find a bunch of different resources such as how to get involved, um, or contact us to donate online. We can take online monitor donations and all donations are tax deductible. Um, and you can also find the 19 different locations. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and when people think of the community food truck, what do you want them to know? Um, the biggest thing with the community food truck is I want them to not just think helping provide food 
food security, but helping provide hope, just giving people the security that there's going to be food, that they do have hope and they do have a reason to live. And that's one of the biggest things when I get to meet people and talk to them. And sometimes I get to share the gospel at the boxes and that's such an awesome experience. I've been able to pray with so many people at boxes who are just down on their luck and don't know how they're going to do another day. And just being able to not only give them hope or not only give them food, but to also give Mm -hmm. them hope is one of my favorite things. Yeah, there's so much um, fulfillment and feel like you actually have purpose and meaning. So that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me. It's been an honor. Yes. Well, I'm so happy to be here. So thank you. All right, guys, you know where to find me at The Shower Show, S-C-H-A-U-R-E-R, pretty much everywhere. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.